So I think just being able to have the willingness to give yourself grace and room to change your mind. Because it's not necessarily like music or not music. Sometimes it's what are you doing with music mm. and how does that change? And then I think another piece of it is normalize having a day job. Normalize making money so you can take care of yourself and you can put extra money into your music. And so, honestly, one of the things that's kept me going over the past couple of years as I went through this period of transition where I had to explore, okay, if I'm not going to be a recording artist and like try to make that my career, where is my place in music and what do I do with it? Hey, it's Gigi. Welcome back to Musicians Can Thrive. That clip you just heard was from an amazing show I attended last month, where I finally got to see one of my favorite artists live on stage right in front of me. Her name is Lights, and you should go and check out her music if you liked what you heard. This is the trailer for season four, and we're going to kick off this new season with the stories you know and love, featuring a variety of independent artists developing their own definition of what it means to thrive in the music industry. A few things are going to change, though. You might hear from multiple people in the same episode. I have stories that I'm going to weave together so you can see different perspectives right next to each other. There are also some live show interviews I did at an event called Tillery Live during South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. I actually co-hosted this rap, R&B, and hip-hop showcase with my friend Abby at Promoted Entertainment. It was very fun, and it's also my first experiment with interviews that have video to go with the audio. So you'll find those short-form interviews on YouTube. Just search Musicians Can Thrive and, you know, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss the rest of the videos I have coming. If you're a returning listener, you already know I'm interested in how people are building careers in the music industry, independent of a big label. But lately... I'm especially interested in how we can make those careers sustainable over the course of decades. So that's behind what most of these episodes are exploring. I'm hoping you can listen to this and find something helpful among the variety of different stories and experiences from artists who are out there showing up and doing what it takes week in and week out. I want to take a moment to give a big shout out to them. I have so much respect for what these artists are working on and the courage that it takes to keep putting themselves out there in front of new audiences and new stages, sharing their music, despite whatever challenges come with that. We'd like to focus on how fun and awesome it feels being on stage, but there's definitely a vulnerability that's part of the experience too. 
So if you're an artist listening right now, please include yourself in that shout out. There are also so many talented people behind these artists, supporting them in one way or another, making shows and events happen, producing, mixing, mastering music, designing merch, directing and filming music videos. The list goes on. You'll hear stories from people like that too. After all, they're a vital part of the ecosystem that makes the music industry as dope as it is. So, we are entering the fourth season of Musicians Can Thrive. Not gonna lie, it has me feeling pretty hype right now saying that. Four years into making this show and it's continued to grow and evolve so it's better each year. Honestly, I never thought making a podcast would help me understand the kind of artist I want to be. But after all these quality conversations with independent artists and creators, I've been inspired in new ways. They've taught me perspectives and strategies that have helped me lean into my own music with more belief than I had in myself four years ago or even last year. Some of that inspiration has also helped me recognize how much love I have for this podcast and the stories I've been able to share through making it. It's become another kind of art for me. So that's part of why this season I'm going to try a more creative way of producing these episodes for you, as well as branching into videos. Creativity is what keeps me coming back every time. It's that spark that makes us love going into the studio so much, or having a great jam session with our friends. There's this independent fashion designer based in Barcelona that I love. Her clothes are gorgeous, and she is a badass. Her name is Audrey Layton, and she's one of my creator-entrepreneur role models. She made this observation about creativity just before the process of designing a new collection began. She compares it to a warm-up. A stretch into the flexibility we lean into as we extend our ideas, plans, and deadlines out of the chaos into reality. As someone who has an ADD brain that feels very, very chaotic sometimes, I really loved that because it felt very true to my own experience of the creative process. So, along these lines of stretching into flexibility and moving through the chaos to bring our creations into reality, I want to show some love to live shows and the absolute fucking joy it has been to have spent the past 12 months diving back into live music in 2021, and now in 2022. Coming back to that clip you heard at the beginning of this episode, it was from the moment just before Lights came on stage, playing a sold-out show at Mohawk. If you don't live in Austin and have no idea what I'm talking about, think a cool but kind of grungy indoor-outdoor venue on an iconic street of music venues downtown. It's a vibe. And Lights is one of my all-time favorite artists. So, there's my excitement. Then the energy of that crowd was electric. Like you could feel it buzzing in the air from the second I walked in the door. Sick the shows are in Austin. What? 
the last couple years did a number on my memory, clearly. But also, the last couple years have made me a bit of a sad bitch. But now, I'm telling you, that's the dichotomy of this whole fucking project. We can be happy and sad at the same time. You don't have to pick one. Now, after all that we had to navigate with the challenges of the pandemic and so much isolation in 2020 and parts of 2021, one of the things I'm prioritizing more than ever is soaking up as much live music as I can, but especially shows that give me that absolutely lost in the music, blissed out and lost in a crowd that's vibing all together, that feeling. So that lights show reminded me of the first show I went to back in the beginning of 2021. It was a local Austin event in the north side of town, and Flora and Fauna is this badass duo that I'm a big fan of. They were opening for Dossie, who is also a very talented local pop artist. And I honestly, I couldn't believe my luck that I found a lineup with both of them on it. I spent 2020 pretty cautiously, and that first moment of reunion with live music in person was deliciously sweet. I knew I was missing live music, and that finally going to see Flora and Fauna perform after falling in love with their music alone in my apartment was going to be amazing. What I wasn't expecting was just how much my introverted self missed those in-person moments. Each show I've been to since has had a vibrancy to the energy of the conversations and performances that I'd been deprived of for too long. I'm proud of the stories I told through all the episodes I released in 2020. At the same time, it was an intense period of isolation, creating in my bedroom or my office, rotating locations, and I got tired of being surrounded by the same four walls, and I needed four different walls to look at. So I needed something different from 2021. I was burned out to the point of serious exhaustion, and I was tired of the digital world being the primary way I connected with the musicians in my local area. So after I ended season three of Musicians Can Thrive, I used all the free time I had for going to shows, sometimes three a week. Finally getting to put faces and smiles and the sound of laughter to the names and the music I knew from my interviews and Instagram research was powerful. It got me thinking about my own music and how I haven't shared it with any audience outside of my co-writing sessions and my close friends since four years ago when I stopped playing live shows. This episode began with a clip of me being interviewed, talking about how sometimes, when you're wondering if music is something to continue making a priority, the question doesn't become, am I a musician or not, 
or who am I without a stage? Instead, it's more of a pivot. Maybe the path you originally imagined taking with music is evolving into something that works better for the life you want to have. Our daily experience of life has a significant impact on our ability to create. So if making a pivot is what it takes for you to thrive, for you to have a career in music that you're excited about and able to sustain for more than three years, that's a damn good choice to make in my opinion. So along these lines, you might remember Vintage J from the final episode of season three. He made a very similar observation, and it's something that I've personally kept coming back to as I considered where I want to take Musicians Can Thrive in the coming years. Now, I feel like just success probably just means like being able to do what you want to do. When do you want to do it? And, you know, get lost again in the music and, you know, try to keep your passion sharp because, you know, a lot of people don't make it in the music industry for like more than three years. So being able to build something that lasts for decades. Absolutely. Like some type of legacy. So I hope you're ready for a fun season of exploring new ideas around what it means to make a debut album or debut projects how to build an audience and bridge the gap between our virtual and physical worlds. Maybe a little about NFTs and other things like how to not get burned out so you can keep making the music you love and play the long game so you can achieve the success you're looking for with a career that's resilient despite whatever challenges might come your way. I'm going to leave you with this. One of the things that got me to start Musicians Can Thrive in the first place I got really tired of my grandma asking me when I was going to get a real job and start treating music like the hobby she thought it should be. There's an artist in Austin named Northside O'Malley who just played the Tillery Live show I co-hosted. He has a song called Big Boy, and when he was introducing that song on stage, he shared a similar experience to mine. And that's quite possibly the best part of me getting to share all these stories with you. No matter what, you're not going through these things alone. You can build your career in music, and you can design it so that it supports the kind of lifestyle you want to have. The tools and the resources are out there for you to take advantage of. And on the days when shit gets really hard, I hope this podcast can help you remember you're not alone. And you can find your way to what you're working towards. We gotta introduce this next song properly. This next song is called Big Boy. Now, this song came for me feeling like I was in a big boy place in my life. Cause you know, your parents be like, oh, you gotta put on your big boy pants and take on life. You know what I'm saying? So this is just me conquering all odds. Fuck adversity, fuck all this other shit. Fuck everybody who tell me I can't do this shit. I come from the north side of Houston, Texas. This place called Greens Point, they call it Guns Point. Grew up around a bunch of gangbangers and killers and me. I'm out here, I'm hustling, I'm getting to it, so fuck all that. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.